and welcome to another episode of K-Botak, a short podcast about Korean cinema and K-dramas, with me, John. First announcement, there will be improvements in sound quality coming to this podcast. I didn't realise how inexpensive it is to buy a pop filter, so I've recently bought one. That should be arriving soon. I had to get a couple of episodes uh, recorded before it comes in, so... Sadly, I can't go straight in with my improved sound quality and my uh, mitigated plosives. However, uh, I hope that uh, as I gradually improve my sound quality and uh, approximation of professionalism on this podcast, uh, you'll be able to enjoy it more and more. And uh, apologies for any pops and uh, weird uh, plosives that you hear Uh, on this and probably the next podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about My Name, the brand new TV series that just came out on Netflix. This is one that I was actually looking forward to. I had it on my Remind Me list on Netflix. Uh, I mean, that is the case for a lot of the Korean dramas, thrillers, TV series that they've got on the docket at Netflix at the moment because the quality is obviously very high at the moment. They've invested a lot of money. It is um, an eight-episode drama um, about a girl whose uh, father is a gangster. She's experiencing uh, terrible problems at school uh, as a result um, of her father's uh, reputation, which has spread. He's ended up on the most wanted list Uh, and when he comes to visit her uh, he is killed Uh, basically right in front of her all that is between her and this incident is the door of her apartment and she tries to find the killer herself and ends up being uh, well ends up in a, a a really dangerous situation because she basically puts out leaflets saying have you got any information I'll give you 5 million won, and uh, some uh, people basically take advantage of this and uh, contact her and get her to turn up, and then they ambush her, they take the money, and they're, they're about to, uh, to attack her. The gang uh, that her father was part of turns up, rescues her, and after some back and forth with them, end up agreeing that she'll join their organisation, And uh, the first episode essentially leads up to her being in their training centre, a large part of which is uh, boxing. If you like your Rocky movies and Creed movies, or if you just like boxing, which I do, then this first pair of episodes in this series is uh, really worthwhile because there is some great boxing in this. Um, The main character, and we're going to get onto characters in a sec, uh, but is played by an actress called Han Sohee. And I'd just like to say right at the start that as far as I'm aware, she hasn't done action stuff before from what I was seeing online before this dropped. This is her first role where she's really involved in big fight scenes and action set pieces. Uh, she uh, does this with a plum. Uh, she's excellent in all of the action scenes and uh, particularly in these early Uh, boxing montages and sequences, uh, all really good. And it gives a really 
like good sort of uh, punchy, no pun intended, uh, rhythm and uh, aspect to the beginning of the series. They obviously wanted to start this off with a big bang. Uh, they have to cover quite a lot of ground setting up how she goes from a school kid to being in the gang. Uh, and the upshot of all this is that uh, she's going to be embedded into the police. Um, the the first episode doesn't quite get to uh, what was being sold at, uh, as the theme for this series, which is that she infiltrates the police so that she can get closer to the killer uh, who used a cop's gun. Um, so it is leading up to turning into Infernal Affairs, but it starts off with this this great stuff with the training and, and the boxing. So uh, that, I thought, was really enjoyable. Um, and then from the second episode on, it turns into this uh, big crime opera. Uh, like I said, Infernal Affairs, uh, it's got the sort of Michael Mann uh, heat um, mob epic vibe to it. And I didn't realise, I wasn't quite ready for what an excellent and thrilling uh, crime epic this was going to be. I love my gangster movies, uh, all of the Scorsese stuff, all of the Scarface and uh, Godfather, uh, Heat, one of my favourite movies. And I've loved the gangster movies that I've seen from South Korea as, as well. Uh, like New World and more recently Night in Paradise. Um, and so that's that's always um, a tick in a box for me, um, is some kind of a, a, a mob epic. And that's what this turns into, except they have the eight episodes for this story to spin out across. And uh, I think it's a really good format for it. I, I mean, it looks like a movie. It's shot... Uh, it, beautifully it looks absolutely jaw-dropping that again spared no no expense much like with uh, dp deserter pursuit um these are you know cinematic very expensive productions there's a lot of money on screen it is indistinguishable from just a cinematically released uh, gangster film outside of just its length and its episodic format um but if you like any of those movies or genres that I've mentioned, uh, really, really recommend this straight off the bat. Um, but let's go into the characters and the actors. So you've got Han So-hee as Jiwoo, uh, or Hejin, which is the name that she takes on as she infiltrates the police force. Like I mentioned, her first action role, she's very good in it. She is also believable in every articulation of the character. Uh, it opens in 2016 when the murder happens um, and you see her go from being a, a child, a, a very upset, angry young girl um, to a, a grimly determined um, gang member to then a, a cop. And at this point, there are several layers to the performance that she's giving by the time you catch up with her and she's in the violent crimes unit of the Inchang uh, police department uh, she is playing um, someone who is out to find her father's killer uh, who has joined a, a gang uh, to to further that purpose uh, who is uh, now pretending to be a cop and she is able to communicate uh, all of those levels I, I thought really really well and you can see from her facial expressions and the way that she interacts with people some of her inner conflicts it's not like um, the uh, quite simplistic 
uh, sitcom thing where uh, you know someone's sort of looking around uh, suspiciously when they're nearly getting caught out. She's doing this with you know very slight gestures or things that you you pick up on because you're looking uh, for them because you know what the the truth or some of the truth of her situation is. So really, as a central performance, I think extremely good. Um, really, uh, really sells it. Um, a very likable um, uh, performance and uh, really extremely well done. Um, just shows the the internal trauma as she navigates this whole uh, infernal affairs departed uh, type situation that she's in, where she's she's never quite a hundred percent on how safe she is as she goes from one situation to another, and uh, it, it just ends up. Uh, going deeper and deeper by design into this uh, gangster organization and into the police simultaneously. Neither of these factions obviously are shown as uh, being entirely sympathetic. She is in danger uh, in both of them. There are people in, in both of these organizations who, who will react rashly, violently, angrily, um, and uh, who you know can. Uh, uh, can put her in a lot of danger um, so very very fine tightrope there and, and both the writing and her performance uh, is, uh, is is really to the better of that um, next you've got uh, I've just uh, I'm just going to mention these in the order that I enjoyed their performance but I think the, the next big one for me is Park Hee Soon as, as Choi Moo Jin and this is the uh, the crime lord um, and Tremogin is, is a crime lord in the classic sense. Very Scorsese, the gangster who's surviving only to survive. Um, it's the the old gangster movie thing of uh, the, the guy for whom loyalty and happiness are very fleeting things. Uh, he is uh, always acting only for his own survival, and, and yet he is often betrayed as well because of the, the nature of what he does. However, Park Hee Soon brings so much uh, charisma um, and sort of vivacious attitude uh, to the role that you can't take your eyes off him. He really is just owning every space that he walks into um, while wearing the most incredible suits and uh, just scowling up an absolute storm. Um, it, just fantastic and you could have made a series or a movie just about this character i think the the character arc of troy mujin would be sufficient for its own scarface type um you know a gangster biopic uh and the the performance absolutely would have uh, would have supported that next up uh you have one of my personal favorites uh kim sang ho as Chagi Ho, who is the head of the police department that Jiu uh, eventually ends up in, which is narcotics, obviously, because they're going after Tremujin's organization. Uh, it's uh, a different role uh, for him from what I've seen him in. He's not a, a friendly Ajushi in, in this. He's very steely. He's very good. Um, he's uh, quite a ball-busting um, police chief who is uh, often shouting at people or, or you know quite uh, quite gloomy or absorbed in his work he has his own reasons that he's so invested in this case uh, trying to take down 
uh, Dongchon, which is the the organization run by Choi Mujin. Um, he uh, also not entirely uh, likable or uh, sympathetic. You feel that Jiwoo uh, or, or Hejin um, is uh, you know having to walk on eggshells when she's around this character. Um, and I think Kim Sanho really uh, really knocked it out of the park here. He's uh, just good in everything I've seen him in, and he, he always brings a lot uh, to these these characters that he plays. He's one of the most solid um, sort of supporting actors I think you could you could want, and uh, he he really helps kind of bolster um, the uh, the the kind of second billing uh, in movies and films that I've seen him in. And lastly, lastly you've got uh, Anne Bohyun as uh, Pildo, who is the kind of second-in-command to Chagiho as well as a, a partner figure um, for Hejin. Um, I haven't seen him in much before. He's he's quite good. At times, I feel the, the character could come across as quite pushy. I didn't think he was entirely likable. Um, there, there's a lot of uh, antagonism between him and Hejin initially, um, but overall, another good performance. Um, so, other than this uh, brilliant operatic crime story, you've got a number of really excellent action set pieces and settings um, that feel uh, again very uh, very traditional classical gangster movie like Big Container Yards which reminded me of again of the end of Heat um, where there's a, a big kind of a brawl at one point um, and spend a lot of time uh, in the very opulent offices of Dongchon um, there are uh, a lot of uh, fights naturally in the, the boxing arena uh, where they're training um, and every one of the action set pieces which usually are towards the end of the episodes I thought was gripping, thrilling, uh, really fun to watch and um, was very tightly directed and, and, and just brilliantly conceived and I think if you're coming to this for a good action series uh, if you're enjoying stuff that's on at the moment like The Veil uh, which I am as well um, then this is a, a good one to go to um, the themes in this are all about identity, as you'd imagine. Uh, it revolves around a, a woman who is uh, swapping between two identities, two names. Um, it is about how far you go for, for vengeance, a familiar uh, idea to a lot of the uh, canon of South Korean revenge movies, all of the Park Chan-wook uh, stuff uh, like Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance and Old Boy um, as well as uh, you know the more intense I Saw the Devil uh, which was not by Park Chan-wook um, it doesn't have the, the gore uh, of, uh, of some of those movies um, it's certainly not as violent although there is a, a lot of violence and shooting and stabbing um, but I think as a as an episodic uh K-drama version of the the revenge thriller, the the Korean revenge thriller, extremely good, and it delves into how much are you willing to do to get your your revenge, uh, secrecy, double lives, 
Um, a lot of people in this show have uh, more to them than meet the eye. The plot is necessarily very linear, going from beat to beat. You don't have standalone episodes where... Um, uh, I mean, I suppose they could have done episodes where they were with Pildo or even Chagiho or, you know, delving into what was going on at, at Dongchon. Um, but uh, because everyone's role is uh, it, it is more than, than you realise and the writers are keeping the cards quite close to their chest, there's a lot of revelations that, that will come as the series goes on. Um, it's very linear, so expect uh, just like a very long movie experience that's why this is perfect to binge in a weekend um, but it does mean that they can't delve into a lot of the characters outside of Jiwoo's perspective um, until you're getting late on so uh, just as long as you are happy uh, to be getting the first impression of these characters and then seeing a bit more of them and a bit more it's drip fed uh, I think done very well um, but you won't be having the more maybe traditional k-drama thing of getting 10 minutes where you just you know get to see them chatting and bantering with each other uh, or maybe you see them go on a little mini adventure that's uh, not going to happen with this one brings me on to my next point which i think that uh, this uh, series is basically the perfect length for a mini series uh, if you look on uh, letterboxd uh, in minutes it's about 400 minutes for all of it you can smash through this in a, a weekend that's exactly what i did uh, and I really enjoy this uh, kind of pocket that, that Netflix career is in at the moment of these sort of six to eight episodes, um, cinematic uh, dramas, um, and that, that aren't necessarily, um, you know, very long or the, the usual 16 to 20 episodes, um, but uh, that just get through exactly the story that they want to tell. I don't know what the business reasons are for, you know, six episodes or eight episodes, nine, which Squid Game had more, more recently, um, but certainly with this, it feels like there's not an inch of fat on it. They didn't have to play for time. There's no filler, um, and every one of those 400 minutes is, is building towards uh, the ending that it builds towards extremely well. Um, and I think that out of the, the series that I've watched so far since I started watching these um, and doing this podcast, um, I think this is second only to to DP, um, which uh, really hard to beat, just probably going to be my favourite thing I've watched from this year. Um, but uh, yeah, absolutely huge recommendation from me. If, if you liked any of the things that I've name-checked, um, don't miss this. People are saying that uh, Hellbound is obviously going to be the, the next big thing, which uh, hopefully it will be. Um, but uh, don't pass my name by. This this is up there with The Veil for an action series right now, but within my opinion, a more likable central character. Um, so my name's strong recommendation. Thank you for listening. You can follow the show on at kbotakpod on Twitter and Instagram. Hope to see you for the next episode. Cheers.